Hello, everybody. This is Q. Welcome to another episode and another special episode, an interview on the MJ cast. Today, I have renowned Michael Jackson author Bryce Najjar on the show. Bryce has written a range of books on the Jacksons and the King of Pop, but his latest work, Let's Make History, is all about the recording of Michael's brilliant history album. The book follows a process of interviewing one key collaborator per song, not unlike special interviews at the MJ cast, actually. This is a must-read book. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the MJ cast, Mr. Bryce Najjar, and a little bit later on, his wonderful wife, Letitia. The following is a presentation from the MJ cast, the internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ cast by MJ fans or MJ fans. The idea is to uh, innovate, or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's that's one of my favorite things. I love you! <laughs> I love my fans. Just simply Michael Jackson. Welcome to the MJ Cast, your source of news and discussion on the King of Pop. Bryce, hello. Welcome back to the MJ Cast. Hi, I'm Jekas. Thank you so much. Very happy oh. to, to do the interview with you. Yes, finally. We've, we've uh, had your book that you sent us a, a copy of your beautiful book last year, and we've both had a chance to read it, but Jamin is unable to be on the call today. He's sitting in mission control instead, uh, recording the episode. Just imagine him waving. But yes, you, we've had the book and we've read it and we both enjoyed it and it's been a while but we're trying to bring, get you on the line and get the interview sorted but it's finally happening today so that's a good thing yeah thank you so much i'm really happy to to do the interview with you and to introduce uh, let's make history oh that's it let's make history all right so tell us a little bit about yourself bryce oh well i'm just i'm just a french guy i am 39 as soon in uh, next uh, May, I was born in in Annecy, in France, in the French Alps in 1979, and I grew up in the same area. And uh, now I work in Schneider Electric uh, for 12 years. That uh, that's my that's my life. <laughs> Excellent. And and how did you meet your wife Letitia, who's also another big Michael fan? Oh, uh, I met I met her uh, six years six years ago, um, and she she was a she she was a fan too. We 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 have the same taste, the same passion. Uh, I think uh, uh, simply life, simply relationship. I think uh, uh, she she's very happy to to help me, and uh, it's a good passion uh, between us. And uh, and she she's English teacher. And she. she she speaks English very well, you know. I'm, I'm not so I'm not, I'm not so good in English. You know. You're doing well. You're doing well, ah, and it's you're ah. very lucky that you've got uh, someone to help you when you need it. We are we are a team, I think. Well, you make a good good team. Well, let's get into some fan talk. What are your favorite things? Like your favorite albums and songs, short films concert tours what are your favorite michael moments oh that's uh, that's that's a very difficult question 
about my preference <laughs> as a fan. Uh, yeah, because, because uh, I have been listening to Michael Jackson since uh, 1987. So I have been a fan for 30 years now. Oh, my God. Uh, maybe, for instance, uh, on the Bad Album, my favorite song is Man in the Mirror, I think. I, I love all the songs, but sometimes... Um, on Dangerous, uh, maybe, I, f I think it's uh, Will You Be There, because it's a very special song, very sensitive. For Invisible, uh, I think it's Don't Walk Away. Uh -huh. These songs, sensitive songs, uh, a lot of very special. I prefer these songs. Um, but I love a lot of short films. It's difficult to make a choice, uh, but my my favorite is Smooth Criminal, I think, because I saw the, I saw the movie Moonwalker at the cinema over the Christmas holidays in uh, 1988. Uh, I was nine at this time. This one of my first big memories as a fan. I was very young. Uh, it's, it's very nice memories, but I love uh, other short films like uh, I think. Um, Black or White, Thriller, Scream, I think it is the best short films, I think. About the tours, I think the Bad, bad Tour is the best on, on the artistic side, just artistic. On the emotional side, um, I saw the History Tour, you know, like, uh, it's difficult to, to have a choice. Uh, but uh, I won't forget uh, the Dangerous Life too. That's uh, uh, that's another incredible memories because I saw the I saw the show in live at the TV the the Dangerous Two at Bucharest in Romania. It was live on the TV and about Michael moments I can maybe I love very much uh, the Grammy Grammy Awards performance with the the We Make Me Feel and Man in the Mirror. You know, I think the I think that's it. Ah oh, man, you've listed some amazing favorite things and moments. I'm <laughs> yes, uh, you're right. seeing Moonwalker in 1988 in the cinema. I can imagine. Yes, that would be ah. unforgettable. You're very lucky. Yes, that uh, there were a lot of people in the cinema. There's a uh, a lot of child. Uh, we wanted to to dance, to sing. It was very very popular. Movie. Uh, I remember at school with uh, with my friends. Uh, I met some friends from my school, uh, and the next the next day we talk about about the movie. That that was incredible. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, uh, and I was very young. Uh, I didn't forget uh, this moment. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would not forget that either. That is so cool and, and great taste in, in favorite tracks and short films oh, as well. Thank you. Well, the reason for this interview is your latest book. So let's get into that and about your writing on Michael Jackson. What does making history offer readers that other music biographers don't? Oh, that's a good question, but I, I think this book is not a, a biography, you know. 
not in the usual usual sense anyway. It might have uh, biographical elements in, but the concept of interview is very different for, from other other books. The idea and motivation were to put up something new by trying to follow the pattern of the double um, album. That's why the the book has two parts, begins and continues. I think the real star of the book is the history album way. Uh, that, that was my, my goal. Uh, for instance, uh, Michael Jackson recorded a message for the French fans at the end of the French edition of Disc, uh, of Disc 1. So uh, I decided to interview a, a French fan and to include it uh, at the end of, of the begins part uh, of the just for the French edition of the book, like uh, like MJ did uh, with the with the album, you know. And with this, with uh, this book, you can discover a, a lot of news about the the creative process of history, uh, and some musician, technician, some co collaborators did the only interview about Michael and history. Um, that's very. This book, I think, is very special, honestly. That's great. It really does flow so well, just as well as the album flowed with History Begins and History Continues. So I think you succeeded in that. And now I'm really curious about the, the little French exclusive part that we never got in the English version, just as you were lucky to get a little French clip from Michael in, in the French edition of him yes. wishing you best wishes. Now you have an exclusive in the book. That's a really great concept. Well done. Yes, I, I wanted to respect uh, the, the album. I wanted to have the same spirit, you know. That's, uh, that's, that was my goal. Um, I think, uh, I think uh, it's the best uh, Michael Jackson album. And, and I wanted to, to, to have the same uh, spirit, the, sa the same goal. That's why, uh, that's why uh, I did the, the interview with, with, a, with a fan because maybe you know uh, about the, the message for the, the French fans uh, on the on the first disc. Uh, my friend uh, Frank, we talk uh, about his memories. Uh, he met Michael sometimes in the past. He gave me pictures. Uh, I wanted to. To do a tribute for for the for the fans too, but you certainly achieved that. Well done, well done. So this is not your first book, of course. Tell us about your previous writing experience. My two previous books, um, I'm sorry, are, are only in French, and uh, they are very different because they they mostly deal with my memories and musical feelings as a fan. Uh, very different, but, but this time I, I was more ambitious and I wanted to take it to the next level, to the next level and try to push my limits with a bigger challenge and eventually surpass myself. It was more difficult because I did my two previous books by myself, but with Let's Make a Story, uh, I needed the help of Leticia and also agreements for Michael's collaborators. About my previous books, I think my best memory is uh, I did a book about the Jacksons band and I was happy to present it to them before one of their shows three years ago. 
that's an incredible memories to 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 meet the Jackson in backstage and uh, and uh, explain uh, about my uh, my book uh, about the Jacksons. Uh, I uh, I didn't forget that. For, that, uh, that was incredible, uh, like uh, like a dream, you know. Wow, yes, they're, they're absolute gentlemen when you get to meet them. They would have been very appreciative of the work that you do for, for their name. So well done. You mentioned a little bit earlier that History for you is his best album, and I think a lot of people will agree with you with that statement. So talk to us about what the History album means to you yourself. Ah, yeah. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of memories. Uh, I think it's a very, very special album because it was both Michael's first best of in in his career and a new album at the same time. Um, I think both discs are very important because the words uh, past, present and future is a way to say I'm looking back at what I have accomplished but I, I still look forward to the future uh, and I and I always had these words in mind while I, I, I was working on my book, Let's Make History. Uh, that's why, uh, like, uh, as I said, so I decided to, to have two parts in my books too. Uh, yeah, if I, it's about, about the album, it's, it's sad, but true to say that an artist usually gives his best when he faces difficulties. Michael began uh, with a scream, but he finished the record with a smile. And I think it's a nice message for all of us. Even after facing so many problems, he, wa- he was still standing. Wow. Ah, the, that's, that's his story, I think. I agree with every single thing that you just said. I feel the exact same way. It's, it probably means the same to me as to you because you've just said everything that I think about the album and and it was such a, a great era, like the whole release of the album, the promotion for the album, the, the contents of the album, the videos for the album, and then the tour that I got to see as well. Uh, yeah, it means a lot to me as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. The, and I guess the history era was somewhat of a, like you said, like a triumphant return to the top of the charts. He was still standing after all that he's been through. So not only a triumphant return to the top of the charts, but to musical form for the King of Pop after all he'd endured in the earlier 90s and then followed by a hugely successful world tour. Can you share some of your favourite memories and experience from the history era as a whole? Well, yeah, that's a lot of memories. <laughs> and good ones, I bet. Good ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was, I was a teenager, and I was sixteen uh, when the record was released. And I and I and I think that the best era in my life as a fan, um, on the artistic side with the album, and on the personal side with the different experience I had uh, this, at, this, at, this, at that time. Uh, yeah, at that time I, I read the French magazine uh, Black and White, that that was published every three months by some French who had managed to reach Michael and collaborate with him. It was so fascinating to to me because in my mind it seemed unapproachable. Uh, that that was that was incredible to 
the French girl uh, worked with Michael. At, at that time, yeah, I, I recorded every new short film and performance on videotapes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was really crazy uh, about that. Uh, yeah, I remember written this in Germany, and he did a, I, I did a contest with uh, the Black and White magazine to, to win the trip to to, to written this and meeting uh, Michael. But unfortunately, I, I didn't win. <laughs> Another French uh, won won the contest. Uh, I was uh, I was very upset. Uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to meet Michael. That's that was uh, everyone's dream. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, black and white uh, did contest sometimes, uh, and uh, uh, I, I believe to to <laughs> to win. But, uh, and I and I also remember the 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 Brit Awards in London. Uh, because I traveled to, to London with my school two weeks before, and I found oh. some and I found some CDs like the for the first time uh, I, di- I discovered in London the instrumental instrumental collection in, C- in CD that that was incredible to and very I'm very happy to to find to find uh, find this CD. Uh, what can I say more? Yeah, but Blood on the Dance Floor was released in May 1997. Just just one month uh, before the first uh, French show in Lyon, that uh, Ghost uh, was broadcasted on French TV while Michael was pre- presenting it at the film festival in Cannes, and I managed to to record it on videotape again. <laughs> uh, at the at the same time, uh, I, I turned. 18 and I passed my driving license, but still I, 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 I was wrong, very young, and Paris seemed uh, so, so far away from my hometown. Now I can, I can travel to Paris, it's, I think it's easy, but uh, at that time uh, that, that was more difficult. Uh, that's why uh, I missed some opportunities to, to see Michael in the French capital city. I know a lot of um, French fans who, who met Michael. In Paris, uh, and I didn't. <laughs> but uh, still, I, I attended the history, history tour on June 25th, 1997, in Lyon. Uh, I remember in the in the afternoon, the the band uh, rehearsed morphine the, the, during the, the sound check. Uh, uh, that's. Uh, Incredible memories. Strangely enough, uh, this date is, is linked to my best and my worst memories uh, as a Michael Jackson fan. Uh, yeah, you know. What were the What were the worst memories? Oh, about you the, said about it's linked linked to your best and your worst. Ah, uh, but the the June twenty fifth. You know, uh, yeah. I, 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 I saw Michael on stage uh, the same day. Yeah. Uh, that very, that very, that very strange uh, in my mind. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's quite a coincidence. But I, yeah, I hope yeah. the mem- I hope the memories of seeing that concert on that date help on that difficult day for you. Y- yes, uh, because because I try to remember the the show, the history tour, and uh, it's it's a way to 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 uh, to enjoy and. Uh, don't don't so be sad, you know. I, yeah. th- I think. I think uh, the film Ghosts does have a special place for um, 
I guess, for, for the French because it, the world premiere, the first time it ever premiered was at the Cannes Film Festival. And yeah. they had that beautiful full-size program for the film premiere that they had made for Cannes, which then they replicated in a smaller size for then the uh, box set that was the VHS box set was released. And um, it's such a beautiful piece. So, yeah, it has got a little, that little French connection for that brilliant film. Yeah. That's so cool that you heard morphine at the sound check of the concert. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, because uh, it was a it was a very nice surprise, and maybe you, we hope he maybe Michael uh, will uh, will sing morphine. Uh, the unfortunately not, but uh, maybe uh, I think uh, I, I was there to, uh, during the to hear the the sound check. Uh, yes, uh, it's a uh, it's uh, a very special special show in Lyon. The, the there's the, the the there's there were a lot a lot of people in Lyon. Uh, the I think the promoter uh, lost lost money uh, this day because the the show wasn't full. You know. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very special show, the, the French uh, first show of history too, and uh, uh, most wanted, you know. I, I, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I don't remember the the, the good wo- the correct words uh, to explain. But the the show wasn't full. Uh, I moved uh, everywhere. I uh, I, uh, I was very fan to 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 see to see to watch the to see the the show. You know. That was that was very, that was incredible. So you got to move around to see it from different vantage points. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, wow. Right. Well, yes. Uh, we, we've uh, we've beat it. Uh, I was on the left uh, near the the screen. Uh, Michael uh, was very nearly me. Uh, I, I did the same with Blood on the Dance Floor. He was uh, I, I was very near Michael. When he when he he moved to the to the left, we near the screen, and, and I was very near Michael. That that was, that was incredible. Uh, I think three meters, or I don't I don't, rem- I don't remember exactly, but uh, I was very nearly Michael. That that was incredible. Awesome! That's awesome to hear.
This is Rob Hoffman, studio musician and engineer with Michael Jackson, and you're listening to the MJ cast. So just heading back to the book again, what was your writing process over the years that it took to put the project together? Uh, first of all, it, w- it was very simple. I searched the names of all the collaborators, musicians, technicians in the history booklet. And uh, I wanted to respect the... The history three hours to at least. For example, the, the first instrument we can hear in the, is the drums uh, on Billie Jean, for, for instance. So I wanted uh, Leon and Dugu Chancler, the dreamer of this incredible song, for the first interview. So I tried to respect the, the record theme, like history begins, concluding uh, with Hill the World, and I did the same with uh, the interview of John Baylor, the guy who directed the, the choir, I knew that that was the best way to to pay tribute to history. For the name of for, for the collaborators, I did uh, some reaches on Facebook, and sometimes I, I found some people. But, uh, to be frankly, it wasn't enough, so I created a, a LinkedIn account to find some other musicians too, and uh, I think it, it was... a uh, a good idea because uh, I found uh, a lot of uh, a lot of musicians on LinkedIn. It's a professional uh, network, and uh, it's better you know, it's better to to find a musician. For one interview, I get thanks to Twitter, and only I only tweeted I only tweeted the man, and he replied by sending his email address. With uh, with uh, with the uh, Twitter, that was incredible. <laughs> uh, I was very lucky. 
And for three or four people, I get, I get help for my personal network. That was the, the process to, to find uh, the musician, the technician for Let's Make History. Well, it all came together. You had quite the, the guest list for interviews for the book. And, and once you'd done all of the interviews over all of the time that it took you to, to get it all together, what was the publishing process for you at the end? I contacted uh, some publishers, but the difficulty was to find one that would agree to, to publish the book both in French and in English. That was the big difficulty. I also wanted all of the pictures and documents that that I had collected and been given to appear in the book. Uh, I needed to be completely free of my choice and the best way was to publish it for quick space by, by Amazon. I hired a graphic designer for the cover and editing of the book. Amazon made, uh, made up the price of the book, which was the only thing I was not allowed to do. I could do uh, a book uh, in full color and I didn't have the choice. Uh, I, I chose uh, Create Space by, by Amazon. That, 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 was the, that was the best, uh, best way. It was diff difficult to, to be free and, and keep the book and, like in my mind uh, with uh, uh, another publisher. Were you happy with the finished book once Create Space had, had published it? Yeah, yes, because it's that way. Uh, the graphic designer uh, did a good job in a, in a full color. I keep all my pictures. Uh, uh, I was free, uh, not censored. I think the the result is good. Just, just the book is only in Amazon. And sometimes uh, not in library. Uh, I understand it's difficult to, maybe for 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 Australia it's difficult to with Amazon. Uh, I'm really sorry about that, but, but uh, <laughs> I think it's the best choice about about uh, about the about the books, uh, the design. Uh, it respects my create space respects my my choice and my my mind uh, my goal about the book. I agree. It's it's a very well put together book. It's a great Thank layout. You. It's e easy to follow through, and yeah, it's got the pictures and the documents that you collected in it. It's it's really good, and we will of course of course have links in the show notes uh, for people to get the book. But yes, highly recommend it. <laughs> highly recommend. Thank it. you. So, you, you interviewed so many collaborators. I think, is it about 25 in the book? That, that's yes. a lot of sources. How important is it to hear these stories direct from the source? Well, it was, it was very important because it was the best way to, to know how MJ worked in the studio. I think he was very secret about that and I wanted to know his creative process because in the studio with his collaborators, musicians, he didn't need fireworks just to do his music in atmosphere of confidence. I went to, to learn more about the man too, I think. I think it's uh, very closely 
uh, atmosphere, uh, very special atmosphere with with Michael the man, not not the, not the superstar, you know. Uh, I think the the best way is to is with uh, with the book, uh, and you will discover a, a lot of things. Uh, Absolutely agree. We we find it the the same when we get to speak to these people and share their stories. There's no other way to hear it. Like Michael's not here to share those details. So the other person in the room, it's always the, the best source for sure. How did you find people when you approached them to share their private Michael stories? Were there any roadblocks and brick walls that you faced? Oh, when the when the found uh, musician technician when I found a collaborator, uh, we sent a message to to explain the, the project. Uh, sometimes uh, some people would say no, of course, but when they they said yes, they trusted us, and I knew he would do the interview in the in the end. The difficult part was to be patient because people were very busy, and when they would be available. We had to consider the, the time difference, you know, like like, like us, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, uh, your uh, on schedules. Uh, I also had uh, to prepare question in advance in order to seem uh, a, a serious guy. Uh, uh, I, I used uh, discogs uh, to 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 do the interview for for instance. Uh, and Leticia helped help, uh, helped me to translate my questions to make them easy to understand for us, but, uh, not sound in a, in a French way. If I if I did it alone, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that was the difficulties. Uh, I, I think uh, after that, uh, that was okay. It all came together in the end. Out of, out of the people that you did get to speak with, are there? a few names that really stood out whose contributions really helped shape the entire book? Oh, first, uh, first, I want to say that every interview is important and makes me the books what it is because each collaborator experienced or played or, or gave something different to, to the album. Still, uh, some people stood out, yes, for different reasons. Uh, for instance, uh, Steve Porcaro, uh, I am a big Toto fan and I really hoped I agreed to, to talk to, to us. Uh, he, he said yes, he said yes. Uh, that was a nice victory in my, in my, in my mind. He said yes very early in the project. So it, it was very, very encouraging. Uh, but it was, it was difficult one because human nature is not on, the history begins. So I had to make him talk about other songs like Stranger in Moscow, You Are Not Alone, uh, and Little Susie. Uh, but uh, I, I, I did it. Uh, and another, another very important guy was Thomas Bell. I had mentioned my project to him a long time ago, and he said... He said, that, that's the real story, he said, uh, if you want to do it, do it. So he, wa he was among the first people to, to agree for an interview, along with his brother John. Then I knew I, I had a good start, and it kept me go going, uh, really, really. 
Web of Man has also contributed in a great way. Uh, Matt Fortier had advised, had advised me to reach him since he was very young at the, uh, the time on the album recording. And it was, it was his first uh, ma major experience in a studio. He had a lot of uh, very detailed memories and he said he was okay to, to talk about any song on the, on the, on the album that was very, very precious, you know. Uh, he also, uh, yeah, yes, Rob, Rob, uh, Rob Hoffman also mentioned some other people like Jeffrey Miranoff who played on Much Too Soon. So I decided to contact him too. That's why Rob Hoffman interview eventually, eventually came as the last one in the book. It was an amazing conclusion, I, I think. A very, very good interview. Last but not least, uh, Brad Buxer interview was, was major, of course, because it was so incredible to, to manage to, to reach him. He is nowhere to be seen on the social networks. And where he gives interviews, it's very difficult to, to find Brad Buxer. <laughs> so I realized uh, it would be something big um, at that time. Uh, the, the cherry on the cake is that I have met with uh, these four amazing guys, at, le at least once. Uh, yeah, very important people, I think. Uh, I've got to say, I think we're pretty jealous that you got to speak to uh, Brad Buxer. That was a, ah. a great, great chapter. And uh, one of my favorites, I, I did love the Steve Picaro chapter as well. And I do agree that the, the Rob Hoffman chapter, which is the, uh, the final chapter in the book, is a terrific interview with some amazing stories. So you did yeah. really, really well there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Did you learn anything that truly, truly surprised you? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I, I remember the, the, the interview with Larry Williams. I was happy about his participation because he played on the, on the trilogy with Quincy Jones and History 2. He's a, he's a long-time collaborator and he gave me his answers by email and said that Michael planned to, to do bad uh, without Quincy Jones. Uh, I, I remember I received the, the email at 3 a.m. just before going to work and, uh, and I felt very surprised. Uh, that, that's why I remember this interview in particular. Uh, I think this interview is special because Larry Williams clearly said he prefers the Quincy Jones trilogy. Uh, eventually, I, I met him in Paris when he, when he did a, a show with Al, Al, Al Jaro. It's a very nice memories and we took a picture together that, that you can, can see in the book, uh, I think. What can I say more? Yeah, I can also mention the Jeffrey Mironoff interview because I didn't plan to, to, discuss, uh, to discuss about much too soon in, in the book. But, uh, I changed my mind when I realized that was the perfect opportunity to, to get an icon of one-to-one -one interaction between my, between a musician with his, his, with his instrument, of course, and uh, interaction with Michael. Uh, the way Jeff Mironoff explains the special creative process is a very, very good surprise. I didn't expect to, to get such a result, but 
But what you have in mind can sometimes evolve over the waiting process, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Steve Pocchiaro gave uh, some information ab about the, the song Chicago 1945. Well, I had uh, a lot of questions ab about History Continues. That was a nice surprise because I'm not obsessed, really, I'm not obsessed, ab obsessed by unreleased songs because I already have enough questions about famous songs, but it, that was very, very good, nice to, to hear about Chicago 1945. Uh, and um, yes, I can mention it, it was cool to, to find the little girl who sang at the end of the history song, Lia Frazier. Uh, she was 10 uh, at the time, and when she answered my questions, you could feel her child spirit uh, was back. That's what, that was incredible. She, she visited Neverland and told me about her memories of that era. She was surprised that I, that I, that I had managed to reach her. This, this interview is very special too. There are those little surprises for us reading the book. You do get to talk to that, that girl who has now grown up and hear her memories. You, you get these little glimpses of other songs like uh, Much Too Soon and Chicago that are not on the history album. So as focused as this is, I think those little surprises from just the unexpected and, and the maybe not so seemingly related really make the book for, for me anyway. So that was a highlight, just discovering those little gems along the way. Were there any stories that did not make the final book? The main part of the interview are in the book. I just left aside one interview because it was very incomplete and, to be frankly, not very positive. Just left aside one interview. Did you want to share who that was or keep that private? Oh, I think it's, uh, it, was, it could be unfair to, to, to say the, the name, but the guy uh, who played keyboards, he, play, he played keyboards on History and he played keyboards on Dirty Diana. <laughs> okay. I think you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I think maybe leaving it out was the best move because the book is very positive and, and a great yes, read. Yes, uh, it, it wasn't a good idea to, to keep his, his interview. He, his, uh, his reply was very short, uh, not, not, very, not very positive. Uh, no, um, I, I, don't, I don't have any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think... Michael's artistic legacy has been handled since his passing. Ah, well, what can I say? Ah, well, to be frankly, I think the estate used his artistic legacy like a trademark and not like an artist. That's a very, very, it's a disaster. I prefer to discover some old demo and not new remixes by some fashionable new artist, uh, some guys we will have forgotten in two years, uh, uh, no, the estate uh, no, doesn't have a good, good choice, uh, I'm, I'm not really happy about, about the estate, uh, to be frankly, uh, if maybe if you, if you like Jess Dejan Malachi, that would be okay, but oh, that's very, 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 very. Oh. 
it's not the best time. Not not no, the best thing. Very right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few people out there with agree with us on that. Did you have to approach the estate executives before putting this book together or releasing it? Not not at all. I didn't approach the estate executive and I'm, I am sure they, they don't know my name and who I am. I'm sure that. <laughs> I think they, they have better things to do. And if I, I try to ap- approach them, maybe it would have uh, slowed me down. Maybe, maybe I am wrong, but, but I feel this way. It would have slowed me down to, to approach, approach, approach them. Uh, um, I think I, I don't need uh, to approach the estate uh, to do books. I think I think you is the better way to to work. You you get to steer your own ship, your yes. own direction. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, one of the the best things about like just the package of the book is the cover art. How did you decide on those spectacular images for the cover? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. I, I, thank you. I, I wanted uh, a, a nice cover art because it was a very important pro- project uh, in my life. Uh, let's make history. And I, I really wanted to pay tribute to Michael and the history. Uh, and, and I spent uh, a lot of time looking for pictures of this era. And every time... Uh, I spotted a nice one. Uh, Stephen Paul Whitsitt uh, names always came up. So I started to focusing on his picture to, ma- to make up my mind. And eventually I, I came across that picture of Michael holding a, a guitar. It, it totally fit with the concept of the, of the book. And I de- decided to, to pick it up. Of course, I had to contact uh, both Stephen Whitsitt and uh, Getty Image to pay uh, for the rights. And we we, uh, we also met uh, Stephen in Paris earlier this year. We, t- we took him to Hector Barjot Museum, my friend Hector, you know Hector. Yeah, uh, yeah, friend of uh, the show, Hector, great guy. Yeah, yes, that's right. Uh, and we we took uh, Stephen Witsi to Hector Museum because because uh, Stephen had never seen the, the smile single in real. He, he did the cover. He, he, he took the picture of Smile, and he, he, he that was incredible. He had never seen the, the Smile single in real. I was I was happy to contribute to give him uh, this opportunity with the help of Hector. As a as a fan, I think it's great to be able to do this kind of things with people we experience to so much with the with the King of Pop. Uh, and so you, you, we met, we met him again in London a few months uh, later, just, just like friends. Uh, and uh, you can read the interview of Stephen. Uh, Stephen gave us uh, on my website. Uh, I, am, I am so glad that you and most fans, uh, I talked to, to like Stephen's picture for, for let's make history uh, as much uh, as I do. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. I will make sure we put a, a link to the interview with Stephen uh, to, to hear about that. But, yes. you know, great choices. And, and like I said early on, for, for me anyway, the history era was just 
great in so many ways as a fan. And I think one of them was the the photos that came out of it, the different photo shoots, the just the artistic design and style from the history era. It, it was a good time for us to be fans back then. What are some of your favourite MJ books out there, Bryce? Oh, only only my books, you know. I'm, I am the best now. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's be let's be serious. I, I would say some some French books, but they have never been translated into English. So unfortunately, oh. you will not have a chance to read them. But of course, Moonwalk is one of my favorites because Michael talks about music a lot. He compares uh, Quincy Jones' production with the Jacksons. He does uh, some kind of analysis of his own songs. I think it's the best instance of Michael talking about music. Really, really. Uh, what can I say more? Yes, Mike Smallcomb also delivered um, a good book with a lot of testimonies. I really appreciate uh, Mike Smallcomb's book. Um, and also one of my friends, Isabelle Petitjean, has, writ- has written a few books and one of them is in English. Uh, another one should be released uh, soon in English, uh, I think. Uh, Damien Shields. Uh, I, I read uh, Damien Shields and his book ab- about Escape too. And I, uh, oh, you, that's one of your favorites as well. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I like his book about about escape. That was very interesting, uh, and I think in a, in a same spirit or similar similar spirit uh, to my book. I think. Yep. Uh, Absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it it gets behind the scenes and sort of sits you in the studio, so That's you can right. get the better uh, picture. Uh, I don't know if uh, Damien Shields uh, know know me, but I I like uh, I like I like his book for. If you, you if you can send message to to him, I'm very uh, I'm very happy to to know to know his book in his works. Uh, I will absolutely tell him as soon as we finish this call. Thank you. Do you do you read uh, Mike uh, Smallcomb? Oh yes, we've uh, had Mike on the show last year. I think it was yeah. season three. I think early on. Uh, yeah, a, a great book and some great insight into the making of a lot of albums and and a lot of things. So I think with the uh, collection growing with Mike's and with yours, fans uh, are really lucky that we get to discover the creation of this art that Michael's left behind and we get to hear how, how these stories, like, and how these albums came to be. I think it's, it's a good time, a good time for books. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I met my small comb in uh, in convention in London uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's a uh, a good guy, very, very nice guy. And and it seems like you've got a, a like a great group of um, friends in France as well, like fan friends that that make things together as well. So that that's awesome for you. Like you know, we've we've spoken to Hector on the show. Yeah. We we. The first time we had Isabel on the show, you were there with us for last year's June 25th special episode. So you yeah. have got a, a really great community there in France. Thank you so much. We, we, we do our best. <laughs> ah, you, you do a very good job. Thank you so much.
Hi, this is Diana Walzak, sculptor of the Michael Jackson History Statue, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. Well, now we're going to be joined by Letitia, which is Bryce's wife and great help and team member for not only the book, but things like MJ Music Day, which we're going to ask about. So I wanted to say, hi, Letitia. Welcome back to the MJ Cast. Hi, thank you for having me again. It's great to hear from you again. So before we talk about MJ Music Day, let's let's let listeners hear a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you become a, a big Michael Jackson fan and when did that happen? Well, the first thing I can remember is the Thriller album because I was about seven at the time. So I kind of remember something special going on, you know, like on TV and kids at school were talking about Michael Jackson. And it was like, it, it's some kind of very uh, remote memories, but there's, there's something definitely at that time. And then it was with the Bad Album because at the time of the release of the Bad Album and the Bad Tour, actually, as well. I was about 13 or 14, so uh, that was really a, a teenager thing, you know. Uh, everybody was uh, really into it, and uh, I got the, the, the Bad Album for Christmas, I think. And I really get into it because uh, I was very much interested into English, so... Of course, I would read the lyrics and try to translate and understand what he, what does he say. And I was very much impressed by uh, songs like uh, Man in the Mirror. So I, I really get into Michael at that time. And then after that, I would follow with some of his uh, other works. But, you know, when you grow up, you kind of start listening to other types of music or... I would listen to older stuff like um, 70s or 60s rock and roll or things like that. So I never really lose track of Michael, but I was not so much into it until, unfortunately, he died. And then it all came back. So it was like, um, I don't know how to explain, some kind of... Um, I don't know, flashback or something. And I would go through all this stuff, like from the Jackson 5 to the very unreleased stuff, well, everything. So I, I'm not really into one era in particular. Or it, it really depends on the songs. It, it's just how I feel about the song, no matter when or how old he was or whatever. Uh, have you got some, like, favorite albums like you mentioned um thriller and bad have you got what's what's your favorite album or your favorite songs and short films and and did you get to see michael uh, in concert as well unfortunately i never uh, saw michael uh, on stage i don't know there there were some kind of you know um uh, things going on in my life at sometimes like for the history tour <clears throat> i was um I was ready to go and stay abroad for a long time, so I, I remember this uh, this moment, but um, I, I couldn't do it. So I was just, you know, watching from the place where I was living. <laughs> and um, my favorite album, I don't know, I would say Bad, because Bad is very much linked to 
this time of my life, when I was a teenager, I, uh, I went and saw uh, the film Moonwalk at the cinema. Well, so it's, yeah, maybe it's the, maybe not the favorite, but there's something with this one. That's special, anyway. And special for the memories. songs, yeah, special memories, yeah. And the songs, well, no, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> there are some Jackson Five stuff or Michael solo when he was very young that I just adore. And there are songs like um, I don't know, uh, "Scared of the Moon." I just love this song, or "Little Susie" or things like that. Maybe more into the ballads for my favorite ones. Excellent. So cool. All right. So you were part of the, the team that organized the uh, uh-huh. event last year. in was It was Lille, wasn't it? Yes, that's it. Yeah, in, in, in Lille, France, France, in the north mm-hmm. of France. And that was mm-hmm. the MJ Music Day event. So who, who else was on the team with you? So at first, uh, Bryce and uh, Isabelle Petitjean that he, he mentioned earlier is um, a friend of us and she's a big, big fan as well. So both of them had been working on books and stuff and eventually they said, well, uh, why not put up an event? So they started thinking about it. And, of course, I was on the team because uh, for all the translation and uh, speaking to people, like uh, sending messages or whatever. So I was on the team, too. We had um, another good friend of us from north of France who is called Jan, and he was the speaker because he's a... Um, he's a, a comedian, kind of. He, he plays oh. in theater things. So... He, he would be the speaker, and then we had um, a few other people for like uh, putting up the website for the event and uh, the Facebook pages, things like that, you know. So we were about, I don't know, six or seven people, six people uh, on the team. It seemed that the event was a success. We um, have heard from Michael Prince that he had a really good time. He had an amazing mm-hmm. time at the event. So I think mm-hmm. uh, that that says a lot. So Michael Prince was one of the guests there. Who were the other guests there? And how did that concept come together for MJ Music Day? Well, first of all, it was Bryce who attended a few seminars, like uh, Brad Sandberg seminars, and uh, also we attended the convention in London twice before that, or maybe three times already. And so Bryce thought that uh, it would be great to try to put up something kind of similar to these kind of events, like uh, dealing mostly with music and um, maybe having a few musicians or people who had worked with Michael that would agree to come over and talk about their experience with him. And also Bryce wanted maybe someone to play music. And when we talked with Brad Buxer for um, the book, Let's Make History, He said he had really appreciated the interview, that uh, he would be okay to work with us again on future projects, whatever would come. So we thought, well, maybe 
let's just ask uh, Brad Buxer. And he said yes. And he said, okay, I want to come with my uh, friend and uh, good technician, Michael Prince. So that's what uh, happened. We just decided that we would do the event with both of them. And then Bryce had heard about a documentary about uh, Bruce Whedon, a BBC journalist called Gareth Menard had put up, well, it was not completely finished, and I guess it's not completely finished now, but uh, this guy, uh, we reached to him, and um, he said, yes, why not? I'm, I would be glad to come and present my documentary to a, a fan of, uh, uh, an audience of Michael Jackson fans. So these were our three main guests, and for the the, the program, well, we decided that uh, we would um, show first the documentary, then have a few <clears throat> interaction with Gareth Maynard, and then uh, we would have um, Brad Boxer and Michael Prince uh, conference, if you want, for the, the final part of it, which was the biggest part, actually. What a day. And, and how, many yes. people, <laughs> how many people got to attend? Um, I think about 150 people were there. So, of wow. course, among them, yeah, among them we had um, uh, some people we knew, some friends, and also fans from France, um, Great Britain, uh, we had people coming from uh, the Netherlands, uh, Belgium, and maybe not Germany. I can't remember. Yeah, Germany as well. So we uh, we had uh, um, people from different different places. That's why we put the event in the north of France because uh, we thought it would be maybe easier for people to to travel to the north of France. So that's it. We we had a a big big day. Sure, it was very very exciting, and uh, eventually at the end we had a a cocktail time and a dinner and um, a dancing uh, dancing party at the end with a DJ who played mostly Michael's songs and people had a great time. So that was it. Congratulations to the whole team that put well, it together. Well done, guys. You should be really Thank proud. Thanks. I don't suppose you could share with those of us that could not attend maybe one or two stories from the event that you heard? Well, actually, one big surprise was that the English uh, journalist Gareth Maynard um, suggested a few days before the event that maybe he could try to um, give a phone call to Bruce Whedon himself at the end of the viewing of his documentary. So we said, oh, yes, if you can do this, that would be great. And but we never we never told anyone. Okay, we just uh, kept this uh, just in case Bruce Whedon wouldn't agree or he wouldn't. Uh, be ready to to talk on the phone, and uh, so eventually at the end of the documentary, everybody was already very happy with it, 
but uh, he came on stage and uh, he said, well, now maybe we'll try something. And he started um, composing the, the phone number, you know, and people were like, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we heard Bruce Whitten's big voice, you know, like, hello, everybody. And, and it just went crazy because people were not expecting that. So... Uh, we had a chance to, to talk with him, and uh, he answered a few questions, and he was very happy to be a part of it, very happy that, um, his, um, that the documentary was, um, was uh, shown to people. And uh, he got a, a, a little talk with uh, Brad Boxer and Michael Prince as well, so it was like old friends, you know, uh, talking to each other, and, well, it was... Very, very big moment, very good moment for everybody. Um, another story? Well, I don't know. Uh, what, what am I allowed to, to tell? Bryce? <laughs> 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 there, there, there are a few, a few stories by uh, Brad Boxer and Michael Prince, of course. Uh, a few stuff that they, they had and that we could uh, listen to. And, of course, the, the fact that Brad was playing his keyboards, explaining at the same time how he and Michael would compose uh, some, some, some songs that everybody knows or some more confidential tracks. It was very impressive because they, they, they would play tracks, they would play separate tracks, you know, like, um, okay, so it all started with this kind of, melody or harmony or whatever and then he would say okay and then I added this and he would play something more so it, it was like building up you know we could see how they they had built up um, the songs some of the songs like so all the, the different layers yes that's it the different layers so that was very interesting a bit difficult for me sometimes to translate because I was doing the translation in French at the same time for the audience. So sometimes it was uh, a bit difficult, but I think people enjoyed it and understood because it was um, music, you know, so we could just uh, listen to how all this was, uh, was going on. Wow. So that's what it. an incredible <laughs> event. Uh, well, again, well done, guys. Um, well, thank yeah, you. For, for all of the fans in for Europe that got to experience that, uh, and to, for that little um, reunion between um, Bruce and, and the people that he worked with, that's also oh, yeah. such a great little moment and a great surprise. Yes, sure. Thank you for, for helping Bryce with um, the, the book. It was a great well, book and we've had a great discussion about how it all came together and your contributions are very much appreciated for those of us reading the English version and for those right. – that you interviewed. So Letitia, little team member, quietly on the side, just part of the background, but you, you've done a lot to help Bryce. So we really appreciate that and all well, that you do. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for your for your interest and for your words, because uh, that's why we do this. It's just for people to enjoy it. Uh, Bryce is poking my shoulder now, so I just don't <laughs> know what's going on. Bryce said I, I could share another story, um, oh, great. which is which is interesting. Maybe um, it's um, a song that um, 
Brad and, and Michael Prince played, which is called uh, Shut Up and Dance. I don't know if you heard about it. And, no. Uh, no. And actually, uh, they played this one at the very end of the of their conference. And actually, it was not Michael himself singing. It was someone else, someone with a, 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 a similar voice. So w- what is interesting in this one is that Michael liked the song, but uh, he never recorded it himself. It's just a demo, actually. But uh, he had someone else recording it for the, vo- for the vocal part. So it's funny because, you know, sometimes there are uh, um, stories like, is it Michael singing or not? And why? Why do they have, like, people singing songs and it's not Michael? And But actually, he would do it himself, like, ask someone else with some kind of uh, similarities in, in his voice to sing demos that he would not sing himself. So that's uh, an interesting story we, we had as well for you. Ah, there's some of the producers I know in the Invincible era did the same thing. They would okay. record it similar to his style of singing so mm-hmm. that Michael could get a great idea of how it would sound when he finally put the vocals down. So that's amazing. That's I guess the difference is Michael didn't then go and put those uh, different people singing on the album to yes. sell it for money. Sure. <laughs> Sure. But it's, oh, it's, wow. It's, shut up and dance. Yeah, I'll have shut to do up some and research. Dance. Yes, I don't know if you can listen to something or I don't know. Just find some information. <laughs> sure. Wonderful. Okay. Oh, again, thank you for sharing these stories. Thank you wow. again for joining us, Letitia. And uh, thank you very you look much. look after yourself and we'll talk again sure. in the future. Okay. Hopefully, yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
Hi, this is Michael Prince, studio engineer and producer with Michael Jackson, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. You're a very lucky man. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> For your information, you can find you can find all the picture of MJ Music Day and your Facebook page uh, Association on the Line Facebook Facebook page. We can see a lot of pictures if you if you need or if you want to discover some things, uh, some pictures. We will we uh, make sure that that is absolutely linked on the show notes as well. That would be great to see. Thank you for um, having Letitia speak about MJ Music Day. Good pleasure. <laughs> Where can people buy your book? I know that it's not available at this stage on Book Depository com, which is one of my favorite book websites, but where oh. else can people find it? There's uh, only one way. Uh, it's Amazon. I did uh, I did the book with uh, Amazon by Create Space by Amazon, and uh, for now there's only one way. I'm sorry, I am an Amazon slave, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I guess Amazon uh, made it easy to publish the book and then it made it easy for people to get the book. Yeah. I, I also tried to, to add the, the book on bookdepository.com. I'm really sorry, but uh, I tried to do it uh, and uh, I didn't have any replies. But maybe uh, if fans want to... To find the book with uh, with, uh, with with website, maybe uh, if you send email, maybe uh, it could help me to to have the book on uh, on this website. Uh, but uh, I can do it by myself uh, now. But maybe if, if some fans help me to to say uh, we want uh, let's make history on bookdepository.com, maybe it could help. Maybe. Maybe. But for now, everyone, that's really easy. Go to Amazon.com and search for Bryce Najjar and you'll be able to find Let's Make History. Thank uh, you. So <laughs> how can people reach you across the internet and social media? Oh, yeah, I, have a, I have a Facebook, uh, Facebook page. You can reach me on my website, uh, brisnajar.com. The website is in English too, and you can read some uh, interview. Uh, and uh, I, I have a Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. I have an Instagram. I think uh, you can you can uh, reach me easily, I think. Excellent. Talking about social media, uh, I'll just remind people that they can uh, subscribe to us, of course, because we are a podcast and we should be enjoyed as a complete podcast package. And you can search for us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. And then if you have an Android device, head to your Google Play Store and download the podcast app if you haven't already, and then search for The MJ Cast. We're across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as The MJ Cast for all of those. We're over on our main website with links to everything, including the show notes. That's themjcast.com, and you can always email us the MJcast at iCloud.com. And if you enjoy the interview, leave a comment, send us your feedback. And also with all of those details that you'll be able to find in the show notes for Bryce, you'll be able to give him feedback on the interview and also the book as well, if you've got that. 
that would be helpful. Well, that's it. We've covered everything, Bryce. I guess now we'll, we'll say farewell until next time. Uh, thank you so much for your time and for, for working on your answers to the, to the questions and uh, giving so much more information about uh, Let's Make History. It was incredible to, to learn more about it and we can highly recommend it to our listeners. It is a really very easy read and it's a good book. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm very uh I'm very happy to to do this interview with you. That was that was a pleasure. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Bryce Najjar, uh, and all the best for the future. And next time you're working on a book, just uh, let us know, and we'll be sure to include it in our news episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you, you're you. Thank you, MG, thank you, MJKS. Thank you, Ramon. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning into the MJ cast and stay tuned for another episode soon. Michael on.